last time on Knights of the Rolled Table, the party got some much-needed rest after completing their second rescue mission in the frozen wastes of Coldguard. After heading back to Glorn, Deidre got to know her potential once-fiancé Xavier. Theo connected with Raffaello, and Igneous was visited by an old war buddy, Flint, who reminds the party they are all being tracked down. With Flint insisting to help out, the group heads to their next mission in Heaven's Breath, a lush landscape where a small town of halflings resides. As they try and track down the next missing knight and uncover the mystery within. door so little <laughs> well that's where the halflings live and just as you notice this you see also from the distance but this time in the sky this small small gold object it's 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 about 200 feet above and it just it just kind of it kind of flies by and not quite overhead, but sort of heading northeast. And it goes by and it starts flying over the ocean and flies off into the clouds. Don't uh, say that every day. Did you all just see a small flying ball? It was like a gold ball or something. Yes, I dare say I believe I saw something similar to that. How big do you think that thing was? Well, I could try to shoot one down if I see it again. But did it seem like a small thing or like a big thing? Uh, it, it's 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 not like big like a ship. Uh, like from from the distance, it looked like maybe the size of a maybe like a small bird. Okay. So not like a big UFO or yeah. No, no. Okay. Uh, a few minutes later, as you're, uh, well, what do you guys want to do? What are you? Do you want to head towards the village? You want to investigate the coast? Like, what, what do you want to do? I mean, the the golden thing is gone, right? The golden thing is gone. Although a few minutes later, as you're kind of checking out the scenery, you see a another gold thing in the air again, kind of flying a different direction. But this one looks kind of squarish, and it's like. Flint, can away. you stop that? Can you get it? Can you shoot it down? No, we shouldn't go shooting things out of the sky willy-nilly. I mean, I got uh, a firebolt. I can uh, probably... Uh, it's out of my distance, sorry. Do you have a special arrow that has a net, perhaps, that could capture it without injuring it, or a boxing glove on the end? What? Melvin, I don't think that's a thing. Listen, it's a. Well, it should be. It's, it's very. Your fiction novels. It's a misconception that every ranger's got arrows that have got a bunch of tricks on them. All right. Well, the good ones do. Hey. <laughs> Don't go talking about Flint that way. His arrows do what they need to do. Sorry, Iggy. Actually, don't uh, don't use arrows anymore, Iggy. Uh, I've switched to a sword. 
Just a sword, no arrows, you don't shoot anything. I mean, I've got a bit Just of magic, fire too. Alright, I've, yes. I've got a few tricks up my sleeve. Well, listen, we could follow those gold things over there, trying to figure out where they're going, or... Uh... We could ask in the village. I think that's the more reasonable thing to start with. Let's head that way. Alright, everybody, everybody, try to act normal. <laughs> Saunter over Nor normally. <laughs> normal for so normal and or normal in general. <laughs> okay, so the uh, six of you head over towards the village. It's a little bit of a hike, but you make it there. And as you come into the village proper, you notice that there's a few buildings that have smoke coming out of their chimneys, and and there's a few people walking around. Um, some children that are playing outside uh, some some halfling kids and and um but it it looks strangely sparse like there should be a lot more people like there's some buildings that have cobwebs on them and some buildings that don't um like like some of these buildings kind of look like in disrepair and and they've been abandoned where where other ones are uh kind of in in a state of mismatched upkeep and a few people walking by they kind of look at you and they're like <coughs> kind well, of just uh, excuse yeah. us would you happen to know where we might find a, a tavern or a place of rest what's that oh we're looking for a place of rest uh, an inn uh, a tavern <sighs> restaurant well, I, I would say you could stay at the inn but the the rabbit's foot uh, but the, the innkeeper's been gone for a few months, so it's no longer available. I'm sorry. Oh, is there there no other places of, of commerce or business? Well, uh, you're welcome to stay at, 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 at my house if you want. I mean, I, it's only me. I, my husband's not been around for a while, and she starts kind of crying a little bit. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh no! Oh, but you're no. welcome to stay in my. Oh, you're welcome no. to stay in my place, my uh, my place, and uh, I'll, I'll be able to get out the beds and. And uh, you see this other, this other female halfling comes up. She's a little bit more together. She's wearing a small blue vest with some some embroidery on it. And she's like, "Hey, no, what's all? Hey, Laura, don't 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 be all upset. It's fine. Hello, or oh, hi." I'm Clara Connors. I'm the sheriff of Heaven's Breath. I'm sorry about Elora. She she hasn't seen her her husband for uh, quite a few months. And where where has he gone? Uh, I don't suppose you're from around that. here. Uh, you you're very tall, except for. And she kind of looks at um, Yanni, and you're not from around here either. Uh, no. Mm -mm. Hmm. Never met you. <laughs> well, you're all welcome. Uh, um, I'm afraid you'll hear a similar story. Uh, many of the um, many of the in the residents of this town have um, gone to work at um, at the factory. They've they've gone to work for um, Heaven Sent. Uh, Yenny points up at the sky. Are those things going to the factory? Oh, the um, the deliveries—they—they uh, they are coming from the factory and and going back. What's um, in them? It's 
Well, uh, spring water from the mountains is um, has natural healing properties. Um, they they've been refined and made into healing potions, quite potent ones. And Heaven's Breath came in, built built a factory building, and um, the person in charge thought a bit made a bit of profit. So, you know, they um, started setting up a delivery system and now it's charging a premium, sends out these uh, flying uh, constructs out, delivering all over the realms. Costing an arm and a leg, if you ask me. Not Regular healing potions aren't worth that much, but I suppose they're in high demand. Well, ca- classic capitalist move. We got to exploit <laughs> the workers and... Uh, extract as much value out of the natural resources as possible look we're we're very inviting we, we, we this gentleman came in and and had a whole uh, promise of of work and 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 you know i mean she kind of gestures to any you know halflings they they like to nod their heads and and they like a bit of hard work as long as there's a bit of smoke at the end of the day and 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 mead and 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 having a good time and he promised all of that and so except after a while, they they started working longer hours, and then they stopped coming home at all. And now they all live at the factory. The ones that took the jobs. We don't see them at all now. Every time we try to go in, they say, I don't have clearance. Oh, that's obviously a, a abuse of labor practices. Tell me, is there a union or another sort of uh, labor organization here that helps regulate there's no union it's just the recruiter comes out every once in a while and tries to get more of us and there's less and less people in the town less and less halflings i mean if that turtle comes back here one more time and tries to get any more of us i don't know what i'm gonna do did you say turtle though uh, we're turtle? looking for a turtle hi that's funny is the turtle the owner, the runner of this establishment, or is it the recruiter? No, he's the recruiter. He's the one that's coming out, mm. and he, he's threatening, you know, people with disparity and and shame and and poverty if they don't come helping. And they're playing on our our base uh, carnal pleasures and whatnot. I, I I don't. It's downright cruel, but something about him, something about. His boss, he comes down here and he just knows a way of talking and, and people follow him. All right. Well, uh, it seems like one way or another, we should probably go find that. Uh, so uh, point us in the direction. We'll see what we can do about this. Well, the factory, the Heaven's Breath factory is in the, the heart of the mountain there. It's at the very base and uh, near where the streams are. If you go straight that way, about... Um, three or four kilometers, you'll, you'll see it. Are there by any chance uh, any other turtles that you know of? Maybe nicer, more helpful ones? Or is that just the only one around here? Well, uh, we don't get a lot of turtles here in uh, no. in Kesarim, so I uh, don't think uh, if you're looking for another turtle and he was supposed to be here, I mean... Uh, that's the one. This then. is that's probably the one you're looking for. Oh, right. He's a he's a he's a right bully. Well, that doesn't sound like the turtle we've been that we've been told to seek. But we shall seek him indeed. Are we looking at guards at that factory? 
more of a heavier security force since you're not going to get in unless you have clearance. Mm-hmm. And even if you do have clearance, there's all kinds of people there. And, and this guy, um, the, the one in charge, the CEO, I've never seen him, but uh, every time he's come into town, he's always surrounded by all of these other these other large fellas and he's got security. Well, perhaps uh, perhaps we could get a job there and find out what is happening. Oh, now there's an idea. <laughs> if, you, if you came in saying that you would work for him, then I would just be careful because the CEO, he's got he's, he's got a way of convincing people that this job is the last thing they'll ever do. In some cases, it has been. Does the CEO have a name that you know of? Only one. Sozeb. Sozeb? Sozeb. And we will seek out this Sozeb. <laughs> and we will find our turtle and we will get back your people. Just be careful. He's... He's, he's, he's very convincing. We will do our best on my honor. Yes, we'll do a little bit of infiltrating and be back in time for tea. You know what we could do? Uh, a trick I've learned recently is that we could just say we're delivering for Grubhub and they'll probably <laughs> in. It's very tempting. Nobody wants to turn away a Caesar salad. I feel like this is more Uber Eats territory. <laughs> Why don't we just go there and we'll assess. We'll say for the sake of time that you approach and you find yourselves in this kind of entryway. It's it's not a, a, a gate on the outside. It's more of just like an archway. And you find your way through uh, to, to the uh, double doors with a carving in stone above the double doors that says Heaven Sent uh, Company Incorporated. And uh, the double doors are made of wood and they are painted red and blue. And there's little clouds along the top of the blue. What would you all like to do? Should we just knock? I mean, it's not like we're going to be stealthy about this. What was the what was the name of the uh, person that we're looking for? The turtle that you're looking for is uh, is named Pluon Ketokar. Pluon. They were the knight that was sent to investigate this place, but then never that didn't return, and that was about um, five months ago. Well, I think we just say we want to find Pluon. We want to talk to him about a job. Well, should I? Shall I knock? Melvin, go ahead and say that. Melvin walks up and I'm uh, going to hide. Which uh, which which door is on the right, red or blue? Uh, So the the whole thing is kind of. Oh, okay. I thought one was was kind of painted like from the bottom of both doors is red. That kind of fades up to a blue and then there's clouds. Is it a pretty like brightly lit area? Is there like a shady corner I could duck into? You guys got there during the daytime. There's not really. I mean, there's some shade across sort of like an open uh, kind of clay stone um, courtyard. And mm-hmm. and then there's like an inner courtyard. So this is you're in the inner courtyard. Gotcha. gotcha. And it has right. a door. Melvin walks up and knocks on the door. Okay. Hello. 
and uh, the doors uh, open inward. And uh, in, in front of you, you see a large cavernous room and there is alabaster walls and ivory sconces along the walls, very clean, it's brightly lit. Um, and there is a single wooden and stone inlaid desk. And behind it, there is a uh, there are several bookshelves uh, with hundreds of books. They all have dark leather brown spines from what you can see. It's about 50 feet in front of you. And behind this uh, table that's there is a halfling who is going over one of the tomes that's uh, laid out on the desk. All right. Uh, Mel- Melbourne will walk up and say, <clears throat> Uh, hello there. Uh, and he looks up at you and sounds. Oh, hello. What is your business? Oh, good sir. We are seeking a friend of ours, a turtle named Pluan Kedokar. Have you seen him? Oh, uh, you're here for employment then. Uh, excellent. Um, well, orientation is a bit earlier in the morning, but I suppose we could sneak you in. Uh, we can uh, find a way to get you part of that. Uh, that's the only way, really, to talk to Pluon. Well, that is what we shall do. Are all of you applying? Oh, yes. Uh, Rebecca, I'll tie you up out here. I'll pick you up after the day. Okay, so you're you're gonna put Rebecca outside in the courtyard? Sure. There's a nice little okay. patch of grass. Yeah. She finds she finds <laughs> some grass and kind of helps herself. Um, and this uh, halfling says, um, "Did anyone uh, did anyone refer you? Uh, shall anyone get a referral bonus? Oh, why, Luan himself, or herself? For yeah. uh, <laughs> not sure. Luan referred Luan. me." Uh, and actually, I referred these other four. So you give the my bonus to Pluon, and then the, everybody else, uh, I'll take their bonus. Yes, well, I'm afraid you can't get a referral bonus unless you actually work for the company. So um, I can put you all down as a referral for Pluon. Well, well, how about this? Melvin, you start, and then uh, you refer me, and then I'll go, and then we'll refer the next Well, person. you have to go through an orientation before, so if you want to do that, the rest of you will have to come back tomorrow. Oh. I okay. see what you're doing, trying to game the system, but it's not going to work. Surprising individuals. We time for this. Uh, we're just referred by Blue on, and let's get it over with. Uh, excellent. Well, um, yes, go down the hallway, and it's the first door on the left of the green door. You will find the orientation in there. Any tips or tricks that we should be aware of so that we can make be on our put on the best uh, appearance as possible? Tips or tricks? What? Yes, have we you wish never to impress. For a job before? Yes, I have, and I have not always gotten them. You want to impress the boss? Stunningly surprising. Uh, be open. <laughs> Uh, be open and be yourselves. Oh, no problem there. Tromps down the hallway. Tromp, tromp. And you just, um, yeah, he just goes back to his his book that he's looking at. Um, 
And, uh, oh, first of all, sorry, sorry. Before he does that, he says, uh, let me take a bit of a notes. Um, so he, he looks at Deidre. And what is your name, my dear? Deidre Selenka. Selenka. And he turns around and goes to the bookshelf and kind of traces his finger along the second shelf and the third shelf. And he goes down a couple of rows and he pulls out a thick tome and he plops it down to the desk and flips a few pages, goes to the middle, and he says, Selenka, Selenka, yes, here it is, Deidre, Selenka, high elf-born brothers and family. Excellent. Okay, yes, go ahead. Uh, And next, um, what is your name, um, sir? And he kind of points to uh, Theo. Oh, um, my name is uh, Theodore Clovenship. Cloven chip, yes. And he goes back and finds another book um, a little bit higher up. So he takes a little step stool and like and <laughs> takes the book down. It's a little bit thicker, um, but he but it's the same color. It's there's no words on the on the spine. It's just blank. And he just puts it down. Clavus Clemens Clemen Clive Clue. Clear, clear, clear water, cli- clo- cloman, cloven. There it is. Yes. Okay. So, oh, interesting. All right. Well, yes, that's fine. Hey, uh, you can go. Wait, so wait, wait a minute. Hold on. Now, what's in that book you have? I'm there? sorry. What's in it's that? It's just book? your name. Just my it's name. You're saying some other things. It's other people's names. Can I? It's see a it? directory. Well, I'd like to see it. He turns it around. It's just. It's just a list of names. Okay. And it seems to be alphabetical by last name. Anything else besides the name? Like with uh, Deidre, he had a slightly additional information. Uh, you notice... On, so um, you take a peek. I won't even have you roll for this. Uh, there's just names. You don't see anything on the page. Interesting. You can make a arcana check if you'd like. I would like... Uh, natural 20 well, nat- plus 3, 23. Oh, nat 20. Okay. Uh, y- you sense of this book a with a nat 20, you get a sense that this book is not what it seems. It, 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 it is a list of names, but there's something deeper than that. It actually contains this sort of connection to with your background as a paladin, um, you sense a spiritual connection to the to the world itself that this book has. And you don't really know how the halfling was able to sense other information, but you get the idea that it somehow is connected to the living essence of everything of the world. And with a twenty, with a nat twenty, I will say that as you're looking at it, you see a name in front of it, not not one of you, but um, you see one name just go and it disappears and then they all kind of rejumble. And then you a second later, you see another name go away and you see another name pop in. Interesting. And it hmm. seems to be like like kind of repopulating and, and things going away. And there are at least 200 books and there are thousands of names hmm. in each book. 
if all it is is names. It's just well, you know, that's really interesting. You got uh, I can see all my family in here, but there's a name on here I've never even heard. I only had three brothers. No way I could have had a fourth at some point. Anyway, nothing to think about or add on to there. <laughs> <laughs> so he continues to do this with. Uh, he continues to do this with um, each one of you, and if if you'd like, if you feel like this is pertinent backstory, uh, I can I can go through this with each one of you. But um, he does this with uh, with Yenny, and Yenny, you see Donk. You know, he looks at Donk, Donk. Um, they're interesting. Uh, I don't actually see a Yenny Donk. Yeah, why would I be in your magic book? Where, this, where my, my gone- people are nomads. We don't write anything down. We don't subscribe to the system, you know? You would still be inside of the book, my dear. Oh, let me see. Huh. And his eyes kind of flash for a second, white, and he says, Oh, yes, you were adopted. That's not your real name. And he pulls out a different tome, and he goes and flips through it. Ah, there it is. All right. Interesting. <clears throat> puts it away alright well all of you are approved um, you are who you say you are and um, you are all alive so you may go into the first door and through the green door uh, that is where the orientation will begin question what did the, what yes. did they say about Igneous his name was in the book his name was in the book huh alright it was oddly just igneous. There was no uh, last okay. name. It was just, it was just a single name. Flint, same thing. It was just Flint, um, and it was in a special. Were they in the same? Were they in the same book? Uh, they were. They were actually in the same book. It seems to be, and I hate to say this, it seems to be organized by uh, the lineage and the ancestry of of cultures. Interesting. Just like all tech companies, a little racist. I'm sorry, a lot racist. Yeah, that's not a tech company. The mm-hmm. Knights of the World Table do not all uh, do not all company. believe what <laughs> Jeff has just said because some of us work for tech companies and don't want to get fired. Some of us might. I said we don't all think that publicly. I mean, they might be bad guys. So, <laughs> yes, just like all it's, tech you know, companies. Every I'm, single one. Right. <laughs> all of them are Stealing bad. our data, pretending to produce media. They have to, they, it can't just be all alphabetical. They have to organize sure. by, and people move around. So, how, how else? <laughs> anyway, it's magic. It's, it's, it's it's discrimination. Yeah. It's magical discrimination is what mm-hmm. it is. Okay. So you make your way to the orientation room. Flint kind of gives this uh, halfling as, as you all walk away. He's just like, I don't like, I don't like this operation that you guys got here. Yeah, it's, this seems very suspicious to me. But uh, I hope uh, we get hired, I guess. Good uh, cover. Just kind of keeps walking. Thank you for your uh, assistance, good sir. Walking. <laughs> Good luck. And he, uh, y'all walk into the first room and you see there are exactly six chairs inside of the room. And there's uh, windowless walls all around, aside from the door. There is one tapestry hanging on the side wall um, that is uh, hanging down um, with a waterfall that's kind of been knitted in, extremely ornate, and it has a green mountain. You kind of 
get the sense that this might be um, the Kesarim Falls, the mountain that you're kind of around. And on the bottom, uh, embroidered in the tapestry, it says, dreams can come true. <laughs> and uh, you sit, so so you're in this room, the door shuts, and you're in here for maybe five minutes, nothing happens. <laughs> do y'all want to do anything, investigate, look around, talk? Melbourne will sit. So how does one exactly okay, apply sits. for a job? I'm afraid I've never had to go through this before. Usually people just give me things. Or I take them. Well, I don't have my CV on me, so I don't know how we are to apply in this case. But normally, would you would bring a piece of parchment with your records of what you've done in the past, your deeds and your, your heroics, and show it to your potential boss, and then they will say, we will contact you, and then they don't. <laughs> what, if most of your, what if most of your accomplishments are a little more off the record? Oh, then you are, uh, then you use uh, clever phraseology to indicate that it is not off the record. Import and export, for example. Independent consultant. Exactly. I work in acquisitions. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Theo would like to use his summon nature's ally to um, summon a little tiny. Uh, a little tiny beetle, a little tiny like uh, bug, and hey, how's it going? Hey, oh hey, <laughs> how how's it going, Ringo? What? I'm Did, good. Why are you? Th- hold on, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's, his voice. That's his voice. That's his voice. All right, all right, fine. I'll allow Ringo, it. Ringo, <laughs> uh, I need you to do something. What is happening? <laughs> what do you need? Well. Well, uh, what I'm thinking, Ringo, is uh, maybe you could get under the door here and you can kind of uh, go take a look around and then report back and tell me uh, what you see, what the rooms are, what's going on around here. If you see anything uh, evil or suspicious. Hang on. Hang on a second. Here we go. Uh, I'm going to get out my staff and I'm going to summon a beetle familiar. And uh, Chris can be that one. And I think Jen should be that one. It, and then I'll summon <laughs> another one and Carlos can summon familiars. Mine plays the bass. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've only got the one out of the staff. You just you just summon a beetle? Yeah. Okay. So I like to one, feel included. This one looks a lot cooler than the other one. And, uh, nice. Nice. And it's uh its name is No, it's Zach. What is his name? His name is John. Okay, he's like Hello, what can I do for you? I, uh, I just thought uh, we have sort of a, we're putting together sort of a beetle group here to go and uh, oh, search out cool. what's going on. So if you want to follow Ringo over there and kind of work together to uh, see what's see what's behind that door. Might do that, but maybe he could follow me. Yeah, that's probably right. You, you seem <laughs> like you really have some good ideas, so he'll probably just follow along, do whatever you tell him. Come on there, chap. Let's, uh, let's go in the next room and see if we can find anything. All right, let's go. All right, we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> the two beetles walk away One under the, the door. He's got a big nose. And... <laughs> sure. He's got a big proboscis. Um, isn't that what they... Proboscis? Uh, I, I know nothing about beetle anatomy. All right. After about five minutes, uh, the door opens. And a small female gnome um, with pulled back tight hair and a little bun 
and uh, which is sort of uh, blonde and pink-tipped, walks in and uh, the door shuts. She just kind of looks at y'all and goes, <sighs> just like a nice sigh. And then uh, she waves her hands a little bit and you see this rectangular, rectangular shape, uh, transparent, um, floating in front of you and an image pops up. It's geometric, but static in front and it's clear and it has a logo that says heaven sent that you see the words heaven sent realm distribution center Kessarim branch and then a voice starts talking and as you are you hear this voice the images on the screen start showing various faces of halflings and there's some um some half orcs and there's some elves and there's a bunch of different people of various ages and you know working folk and they're like shaking hands <laughs> and there there's shots of the mountains and different parts of the world and this kind of music starts playing like we're all a little creepy and you, right? this, and you hear this like music it. and you hear this music and you hear a voice and says Welcome to Orientation for Heaven Sent. We're excited to have you join the team of our worldwide network of workers. We are dedicated to bringing the best in holistic products to everyone, no matter what their socio-political status, creature orientation, or demiplane of origin. As one of our employees, you'll learn great skills like delegation, following directions, hands-on crafting skills, following orders, working longer hours to maximize your potential and maximizing synergy by reducing the amount of social downtime. Our founder, Sozeb the Industrious, said it best. And then it switches to an image of this uh, man, a well-cut, uh, well-cut, well-dressed, uh, <laughs> very cut, yeah, um, Ooh, uh, cranberry-colored waistcoat and an ivory tunic. He's tanned and he's a halfling. Uh, but he is bald and he speaks in a southern accent and he says think think about your dream we can help you achieve that at heaven's breath we believe everyone deserves a chance at feeling better and we're gonna give that to them and he kind of looks directly at you and you and it's this piercing blue eyes and um and it shoots back to the various shots of of boxes and 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 you see one or two shots of these gold kind of orb figures and 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 spherical figures and cubes that you think that you saw earlier flying through the air and uh, various little packages like kind of wrapped up and the voice continues and it says everyone here puts their entire soul into their work in return you get amazing benefits great friends, and inspirational quotes from Thorax the Multitasker. Yay, praise to Thorax the Multitasker, who provides us with the divine motivation to wake up each day and create life-enriching products. In the next room, you'll go through department placement with our recruiters, and then a mild psychological conditioning to learn about what you really desire. Because if you don't know, we will. And then the, the image kind of goes away. The female gnome just goes and then walks out and <laughs> opens the door and then it shuts behind you. And then you sit there. 
this is not getting better. Hey there, it's time for some announcements. This is Chris Dale, your DM for Season 5 and your Mind Flayer of Merrymaking. In every episode this season, I've been mentioning tools that are great to use for DMs and players, and this time we're going to talk about a DM resource that you probably already know about, but it's too good not to mention if you don't, which is Donjon. There are so many good tools on here for world building, it can save a lot of time and stress. It's got world maps, town layouts, monster lists, spell sheets, encounter cards, calculators, uh, generators for dungeons, names, magic shops, treasures, and random encounters. In addition to D&D 5e, it also has tools for 4th edition, AD&D, Pathfinder, and some sci-fi RPGs as well. It's a really simple but content-rich site, so definitely check it out. Check out Don John, that's D-O-N-J-O-N, dot bin, B-I-N, dot S-H. Or just search for Don John and you'll probably see it. It's awesome. Hey, if you like our podcast, and we hope that you do, head to your podcast app of choice, and suddenly I went into an accent, and see those five-star reviews. You can fill out one of those and write a little something, and you too can immortalize yourself in the comments section. It really helps us if you just take a minute and leave a rating and review. We really appreciate it. it uh, we read every review that we get because we are interested in what people think. So uh, if you have a moment, we would really appreciate it. Another way you can support is head over to our Tee Public store and check out our swag. You can search for Knights of the Roll Table on Tee Public, and you can get a cool new Knights of the Realm T-shirt with the cool symbol that uh, people they, the characters have tattooed on their arms. Um, there's also some other stuff with the logo and uh, our Hydration is very important shirt. If you like playing D and D and need some character art, consider checking out my Dungeon Heads catalog. I've created a library of black and white and color character art that grows each week with more variations. You can check out all of my stuff on Patreon, patreon.com slash dungeonheads, as well as on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. A lot of the music for the podcast comes from Arcane Anthems and from Tabletop Audio. Both have a Patreon, and they were both amazing at what they do. Consider checking them out. Lastly, we know we are not the only tabletop RPG D&D actual play podcast out there. So thank you for listening to Knights of the Roll Table. Thank you for being part of this community. Don't forget to check out our Discord and continue to be part of the community. We love hearing from you. We love interacting. We hope that if this whole pandemic situation finally gets under wraps and we can start going to conventions, we can meet some of you from all around the world. Um, we are looking forward to that, and we are hoping this will be a great 2022, um, and we're just looking forward to what's in store. I hope you guys are enjoying Season 5. It's coming to a sort of rousing conclusion in the next couple of uh, weeks, so um, we haven't done it yet, but uh, I, I just have a feeling it's going to be really exciting. So thank you for being part of the community, and don't forget to go out and make life and adventure. The lights start to glow a little brighter. Just lights from nowhere. The whole room starts to kind of get brighter. And you hear you start hearing this high-pitched kind of Again, this is this is creepy, right? We can we at least acknowledge 
and it gets brighter and brighter and it just the brightness overtakes you and then everything goes dark a couple seconds go by you can't hear anything everything just is is sort of like noise cancellation uh, I would pull out my daggers at this my dagger at this point it it's it's you're in a sensory deprivation tank it's it's like you can't even feel like yeah, where am I I would put out my pull out my dagger <laughs> okay that would be very uh, make a dexterity me. check with disadvantage because you can't see or hear anything oops 17 17 you're feeling for where you think your daggers are and you kind of it feels like you're moving in slow motion. It's like, what is happening? I can't. I it's it's unnerving for you because you're so quick. And at, just as you get to the point of like, I found the dagger. Uh, lights turn on, and you're in a different room. You're you're all sitting in the same position you were in, but now the walls are blue, and the room is longer. Um, instead of the blank wall in front of you, there is a desk about eight feet in front of you and behind it is a single humanoid turtle dark skin kind of a reddish reddish tan shell and uh, he's holding a staff which has some thorns and whatnot uh, in it you see who you assume is Kluan Ketokar mm-hmm. a turtle and he looks up and he says oh New recruits. I I thought that we were done for the day. But happy to have new employees. Um, where are y'all from? And he kind of looks around at at you and notices Yenny's. You might be from the town, but I haven't seen you before. But I don't know about the rest of y'all. Can I try to message him through the night symbol? Ooh, nice. So you're going to try to message him? Through the night symbol. Psychically, okay. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to say? Aye, we're from another organization that you might be aware of. Oh, that's different. Uh, 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 wait a second. Uh, you're, you're knights of... You're a knight. Yes, so are you. We come to get you. What's going on? Uh, I mean, I, I, I got this weird message a little while ago about uh, being able to communicate, but um, uh, I, 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 I d- d- didn't think it would be p- possible. I, I didn't really. Um, well, listen, um. I guess you, you, they sent you, huh? They they sent you to find me. Yeah, people are worried about you. That we that we we come to rescue you if you need uh, help. Listen, uh, I don't mean to be rude, but you you might want to just go and just say that you didn't find anything, or, or maybe I was dead. I, I like I like where I am. I want to stay here, and it's it's okay. I, I'm 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 doing fine. I mean, you can tell I'm 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 working for this company now, and it's fine. Listen, we just got here, but this is not fine. <laughs> you know that we're knights. You know what we do. we got to do something about this. Are you able to help us? 
Uh, we can probably stop using these. There's nobody in this room. Can they hear us in here? Uh, was that entire thing through the message? <laughs> probably, yes. Although, if any of you realize you're doing that, you could probably kind of tap into get, the Get feet, on the but... party line. Hey, are you? Can <laughs> yeah. you hear me? Can you hear me? Uh, well, if you start, like you start talking, if you start talking, um, then he'll be like, oh, oh, okay. Um, listen, that maybe, maybe uh, you should, he, he kind of, tentatively taps on his symbol that he pulls forward um unveils some wrappings and he says it's it's not safe for us to talk about certain things here they they know i'm a knight but if they find out y'all are knights it, it might be bad so i just please go before something bad happens to y'all i don't know you but but i'm just asking you please you might want to leave. I, I can see you out. Nah, we gotta stay. Well, okay, I mean, what? if he wants to stay, that's his prerogative, and we can go and take we a bath. We can't leave without and... him, Deidre. No, we gotta take him. We gotta take him. But darling, we don't want to go. Are, are you saying this? Are you saying this or kind of like messaging it? I, whatever, if they've been mentally messaging, then I would mental message. But if they started talking out okay. loud, then I would follow suit. Okay, so you're mental messaging. And we have an obligation to find more about this. Uh, I forgot his name. Bezos backwards. Sozeb. Sozeb. We have to find it. We have to find out more about oh, this Sozeb it. person. <laughs> <laughs> Just now. Just now. <laughs> you guys, the pregnancy brain is real. You you know you you can't you can't just use that every time. You guys, I'm I pumpkin. I miss that. It's not nine o'clock, and we're back. <laughs> and he he's still he's still communicating through the message, and he's like, "Wow, this is really cool." But um, listen, I, I, I Sozeb is, has promised me something, and I I have to complete my employment in order to get it. So I would like to stay here. What? He, it's personal. Perhaps we could assist. Uh, not. Is it not like what he's? Is promised. it underwear? Did he, sorry. did he take your underwear? <clears throat> no, no. Well, then what's I, so personal about do, it? Just tell us I mean, what I'm it is. Portal, I don't really. I I lost someone. Per close to me. And this Sozeb can give that person back. I lost my violet, and and he said that if I work for him for a couple of months six months to be exact six months six days then I can then I would be able to get my my violet back well how long has it been so far five months 17 days well then then we needn't wait very long. Perhaps we could stick around and ensure that you get out safely. Listen, I'm we have time, you, yes? I'm telling you this is a fellow knight, and, and I don't know if he'd be able to help you all as well, but if you, if you get in here, you might not want to leave. He has a way of finding out what you really want and using it. I've, I've already... Pledged my allegiance, and I, 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 I've, I've changed my path, and I wouldn't wish it that upon y'all. But 
you want it, if, if you if you're not happy, maybe he could do something for you. But uh, are you forsaking your oath as a knight? I don't think I would be welcome back in the nights. How dare you! Listen, I, 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 I shouldn't be talking to y'all like this. I, he might be able to tell. He's got ways. He, he, I need to go. And, and, uh, and Pluon stands up and he turns around and there's basically a wall behind him and he just kind of walks through it. <laughs> oh, well, that's interesting. And then through the wall, um, it's, uh, it, it's, it's a blue sort of, stucco you know kind of wall painting and then and then all of a sudden all the walls change to green and they they all you know all the all the walls change to green the ceiling is white um it kind of shimmers for a bit and all of your chairs kind of go away and you find yourself standing up just like what and then as you look around it's this weird thing because like at first you feel like you're in this like 15 by 16 foot room and then as you turn your head all of a sudden the dimensions of the room have changed and they've gotten a lot wider and you look up and as you look up like one of you looks up and and it's like oh the ceiling is now 20 feet tall and and as you're looking around it's like the dimensions of the room are changing in flux with each head turn and it's like one of those cinematography things it's kind of going around you and all of a sudden you're in this different place kind of like tenant kind of like tenant yes exactly Stop and <laughs> except you're not going back in time and wearing a weird mask oh or, man I don't know about that spoilers um well that's not it's just you know i know nothing um, about the movie backwards. we're gonna watch it um, Matt. we're so, gonna sit down we're gonna watch it it's gonna be great so as you're as you're <laughs> or did you already watch it <laughs> you have to you have to watch Tenet backwards at least once so that if you're ever in a Tenet situation, you can rewatch the movie forwards. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. So uh, you find yourself, you're looking at this, you're in this big room and much bigger than the room you were in before. There's no sign of Pluon. You do see a couple of lines on the ground. So they're forming a grid. They're intersecting in there and this grid Um that you see below you and each each grid line is about uh let's say five foot uh in in distance and uh from a distant corner there uh is a shimmer of light and uh it above it floats this uh spherical gold drone which which uh is kind of a shimmering gold uh, floating object. It's, we'll call it a, a, a drone. And it kind of floats up and it has several switches and things like that that are kind of flickering and little little um, servos that are kind of it's very industrious. And then another one from another far corner kind of pops up from the floor and, and then another one from the from each corner. So the, eventually there are four of these gold kind of floating uh, drones that that uh, two of them are spheres and two of them are squares and then you hear this voice um, and it's familiar because it was in the video and you hear well hi there Bluon tells me y'all are members of his organization betrayer 
It's nice to meet some more knights of the realm. <laughs> y'all are, y'all are gonna make fine workers. But you know, just to make sure that you are who you say you are, I feel like maybe I should put you through a, a little bit of a conditioning. So uh, let's see what y'all are up to. Uh, nothing too painful. Just, uh, just maybe, you know, see what y'all are capable of, and so I can sort you in the right department. Good luck. Good luck. All right, and at, at that, the four drones that are in the corners fly towards you. I need all of you to roll initiative. Yeah. Ow! So when I hit something. All right, so up first is Igneous, um, and next up will be Melbin and then Deidre, but uh, with some of the drones in between. So Igneous, you have these four drones. You all are right in the middle um, of this, we'll say, 30 by 30 foot square warehouse kind of room. And these drones are all flying towards you. Um, you're all kind of within about 10 feet of each other. What do you want to do? All six feet. Where are the drones in relation to us? They are coming towards you each from one of the four corners. Well, I want to run towards one and jump up and grab it. And if running up the wall nearby it is of any help, I can do that now. If you run towards it, you'll just be in the middle of the room, so you won't be running up the wall, but mm. but uh, you could try to grab it and take it to the wall if you want. You just want to make a grapple check. You just want to, like, grapple it and try to... Yeah, like jump up Pull it, it down. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you run towards it, and then leap up, and then try to grab onto one of these flying drones. It's about 10 feet in the air, so I... Uh, Go ahead and make a strength check. That's going to be a, a grapple check just to oppose the drone's uh, flight strength. Doesn't seem like a dexterity or like an acrobatic. Ooh, 18. 18 for straight strength. <laughs> uh, 18. Okay, that's really good. Um, so you grab it. You grab on to kind of like... It's it's actually one of the spheres. So you're grabbing on and you actually grab it pretty heartily. And it is a little stronger than what you thought and it starts and it continues to fly on its path and just pulls you back and you're like (laughs) Uh, so you you're grabbing it and you've grappled it but it's continuing to fly it rolled a 21 Um, so it's flying with you and you're kind of like slightly like a foot above the ground like (laughs) just like flying uh, with you Um, that's your action unless you had a bonus action Hmm, if I remembered what this character did, maybe I'd have something due to do. But uh, in lieu of a bonus action, how are our beetles doing? Any word from the beetles? So tell me... The beetles are dead, Zach. <laughs> we got squished, <laughs> yeah, I'd like yeah, to be... Yeah. They broke up. Uh, Ringo is still alive. No, um, no. so uh, Jeff, so Why did tell I name me... It John? With your... With <laughs> Find Familiar... With Find Familiar and nature's ally do you have a mental communication with them or um let me look at that was that um i know like when you have like summon familiar it's like within 100 feet or something like that but let me double check the uh, with find familiar you can see through its eyes but it's like as an action it's not like constant constant. Um, I i wouldn't do that right now um so igneous you don't have any sense of of where John the Beetle is. We'll say before this started, 
um, you you get you get a sense, Theo, that um, they're looking around. They have found uh, a room that is a factory room. They were able to find another room, which is where seemingly one part of the factory is. And there's a lot of workers and they're all packing things and moving things around and unpacking things and like wrapping things around. And these little drones are flying around. He's kind of like describing this to you like, well, there's people, there's little, little people. Oh, sorry, Matt, you have to say it. So there's. Oh, there's little people packing things. Little conveyor belts, and we should really see it. It's wild. That's what you get. Okay. So, oh, thanks. <laughs> Great. All right. Now it's the drone's turn. So the first the first drone is going to, um, as it's flying with Igneous, um, it has a uh, action called Prime Deal, uh, which is going to <laughs> oh, attack <no>. Igneous um, <laughs> with a kind of... Uh, 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 piercing attack and 16 to hit miss okay um and it's also going to use <laughs> okay it gets it gets these two actions um the second action is called rapid delivery and it's going to um uh exhale or not exhale changing the lexicon here it, you you feel this kind of a vibration as you're grabbing onto it, and um, Zach, roll a d6 for me. <laughs> Found actual dice. Not prepared for actual dice. Oh, actually, sorry. Roll a dexterity saving throw first. <laughs> before roll. the d6. And then a d6? Alright, dex saving throw. Got this. 24. No problem. Okay. So you feel a vibration, you kind of clamp onto it, and then uh, you, you, you feel like this this compartment try to open, but you sort of press it down so nothing happens. Um, all right, the next one is approaching Melbourne. Um, it's going to try its prime deal attack on you. Um, so uh, 11 is probably going to miss. Big old miss. And make a dexterity saving throw. Ooh, okay, yeah. And I'll just say for the sake of time, Deidre, um also make a deck save, and Yenny make a deck save. Um, anyone within 10 feet of me gets plus four to their saving throw. 22. Okay. Does me a fat lot of nothing, because I rolled a nat one. 16. Ooh. Which 16. save? Okay. Dex. So both of you fail, or both of you succeed on yours, but Melbourne does not. So Melbourne, I need you to roll a d6. Three. Three. Okay. So you take... Um, 15 points of lightning damage uh, as this, this drone comes towards you and it makes an attack with one of its... Um, I don't want to say talons, but it, it, it's a... It's a a little servo arm comes out, which has these three grapple hooks uh, on it that you suppose are for picking up different packages and whatnot. But it kind of like swipes at you and you kind of dodge out of the way. You're like, ha ha. And then it it uh, puts out um, this little probe and it goes <laughs> kind of opens up and just shocks you. You're like, <laughs> uh, so you take 
15 points of lightning damage. And that's not a spell or anything. So it's I don't not a spell. Uh, yeah. Deidre does 18 hit. Uh, yes, that'll hit, but I have... Okay, while you're looking that up, um, Carlos does... T- Ooh, natural oh, well. 20. <laughs> that sounds like it hits. <laughs> Yenny, you take 10 points of piercing damage. Ow! As the prime deal hits you. This little claw kind of swipes across uh, and pierces uh, the side Darks! of your neck. And you're like, ah! My defensive duelist, um, basically I can use my reaction to add my proficiency bonus to my AC, which would make that not hit. Okay. Is that like a constant thing or is that just... I, it's, a, it's a feat that I took. Okay. So it's a reaction. Yes. Um, all right. So Yenny, you took uh, 10 points of piercing damage and now it is Melbourne's turn. Followed by Deidre and then Theo. I am going to go after that one that just attacked me because okay. that's that noise. Uh, all right. So uh, I will swing at it with the hammer side of the hammer axe. Okay. So that will be 17 plus 10. Uh, 20, That'll hit. 27, 27 to hit. Um, and then... Um, that's 16 damage of okay. whatever hammers are. Okay. Bludgeoning. And then I will... Uh, I will swing it again. Okay. Uh, 25 to hit. That hits. And... Whoops. Uh, 15 damage. 15. Okay, you slam it down with your hammer. and It's, it's a hammer axe, right? Yep. Okay, so you, the hammer's first. You slam it down and it just goes... And it kind of comes back up and you swing down with your axe and just cleave it into... And a couple of sparks, uh, residual <laughs> damage, and it's, it is taken out. Um, all right, so that's your turn, unless you want to move... Uh, nope. I was considering. I was considering using uh, extra damage, but I don't need to do that now. Um, cool. Uh, I will. Um, uh, is everyone's? Is all the other folks still within like ten feet of me? Um, except other, for Igneous, who is being dragged across the uh, floor. Yeah. Um, I'll just. He as... did have uh, sixty feet of movement, so I'll say that one of the drones was flying along the edge, uh, dragging Igneous as he's, like, holding on. Cool. So yeah, as long Igneous as, as, long as not I... the rest are. It's okay, I got this! <laughs> as long as everyone's still within my aura, I won't move. Okay. Deidre, it's your turn, followed by Theo, and then Flint. Am I able to position myself to get flanking on any of these little... With, with a little... Uh, deft maneuver you can yes you can flip around and flint would be on one side you would be on the other of, of the one that you were i would like to do that okay. hi flint uh and i'm gonna stab him with my rapiers all right because that's my one move uh it's oh. gonna be a 20 to hit uh that hits yay so that's gonna be eight damage plus 16 for my sneak attack or no the eight is anyway, so it's it's the eight plus the sixteen, so that's somebody math this for me. Twenty-four. You kill it. You stab it right in the center of its ocular 
sphere and it just and this is one of the cubes and it just kind of goes oh look i got one you take it down and now it's theo's okay i'm so impressed i got one very nice deidre really good job flint is like flint is like save save some for me love all right and uh theo it's your turn Two left. two left. Okay, I'm gonna use a little spell we like to call heat metal on one of them. Yeah. And so uh, I will choose a manufactured nice. object that's gonna be one of them drones, and I will heat it up so that it is red hot. Mm-hmm. Are you picking the one that Ignis okay. is on? Uh, no, not that one, because <laughs> I don't want him to get burnt up. Okay, you you're picking the one that was that attacked uh, yes. Yenny, I believe. Okay, uh, so does it have to make a save or so, something? Or? No. How does heat metal work? I think this works on the metal. It's It just works on yeah. metal. It, it just works on metal? It just works. It just works. Okay, um, all right. Well, it's definitely made out of metal. And then the damage is like how much damage is caused by something touching it. Does right, it say yeah. Something like so that? it says the damage from somebody touching it is 2d8. You know, I don't know if it has microchips inside of it or whatever that are prone to failure. But 2d8 would huh. be the uh, roll there. Do you want me to roll that? So, you either destroyed hmm. it or made it way worse. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't know so that. So it, it's... Okay, so here's what will happen. Uh, I'm going to say it heats up. And it's glowing this orange kind of <laughs> and just starts kind of kind of like vibrating a little bit more. It's a it's immune. <gasps> to what? Heat? Ooh. Yeah. Well then nothing happens. It's it's a delivery dr- it's a yeah, it's a, I, I actually have that in there uh, to, for different elemental um uh, different elemental because because I like for delivering like ice wind heat lightning like it's it's immune to that so so as it heats up it just kind of you just see it kind of like it turns uh, on the fan a few <laughs> switches and it kind of turns on its central axis and it's like these little cooling jets go up <laughs> and it goes and it sort of cools itself down but it still seems kind of hot like it's still kind of glowing but it's interesting okay well i'm out of nice. ideas and i'll cast a uh, shillelagh on uh, my <laughs> okay cast shillelagh all right, Flint is like, yeah, all right, I'll take that one. <laughs> I'll take that one, mate. And he uh, runs uh, towards it, and he is going to uh, pull out his... Uh, he has a spear, and he pulls out the spear, and kind of, it's... it's Well, at, actually, at first, he pulls out this baton, and it's, like, it's about a foot and a half wide. He pulls it out, and he kind of presses a little switch, and it goes... And it's, it extends to a full-on like javelin spear, and he leaps forward and then throws it at the uh, one, the floating one that that um, Theo just attacked. Terrible damage. Um, all right, so it it stabs it uh, in the middle. This this javelin goes through, uh, and um, it doesn't damage, but it does not take it out. And he's like, oh, right, yeah, that was not what I. Uh, was hoping for. Uh, sorry about that. I'll, I'll get it on the next swing. And then, Yenny, it's your turn. Followed by Igneous. So you have one that's pulling around Igneous, and you have another one that 
Flint just attacked, but it's uh, floating in the air with a javelin through it. How uh, far away from me is it? Uh, let's say 15 feet. So you can make you can get there within movement. Okay. All right. Um. Well, I'm gonna get about five feet closer. So maybe just take a bound or two. Yep. Um, and then I'm gonna utter the magic words. <gasps> release. <laughs> And uh, transform my battle axe. Oh, the blood axe into a bone whip. Yes. Bone whip. Yeah. So, so this what is what y'all see happen. Is uh, Yenny says, "Release," and then uh, kind of flings the the axe to the side, and it just goes, and and it splits into three blades uh, connected by these um, spinal cord looking. Uh, uh, bo- uh, what's what backbone sort of the backbone Vertebrae. extends and it goes and it uh, goes off in three tendrils with these blades one in the middle that looks like more of a spear and then the two on the sides have a side blade and she just goes and then swing it forward with three yeah. strikes now that, that's amazing now that I'm within ten feet just go for it okay give me some give me your attack yes uh, 18. 18 will hit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, 12 uh, damage. 12 damage. Um, all right. It, it's, okay, it, it hits, and it's it just uh, all three of these, these uh, metal tendrils come around. It's... And it kind of meet. They sort of meet in the middle. One of them goes straight forward. The other one sort of curve around. And they sent, seem to be these like heat-seeking chain whips, just going straight into it. And then Yenny kind of like takes the takes the chain and goes and like uh, slings it down. And it just splatters out and explodes in several uh, metal. And all of you all are kind of like, what? The that was heck? really cool. I didn't know you knew that. Wow! <laughs> Amazing! Igneous is being dragged around still. Igneous, it's your turn. Uh, you are being uh, pulled around uh, by this final drone. Uh, I would like to punch it a lot unless I have a sense of a way to do more damage than punching it a lot. Like if I could slam it into something, but I want to hurt it. Okay. Punch, give, give us an attack. Right. You're not you're not near uh, walls, walls or something. Slam it in the ground. Actually, that's not true. Uh, I'll say as it's flying around, a couple times you get close enough to the wall. It has a fly speed of sixty feet, so it's it's going like it's like getting close to the wall, and it goes away, and it kind of it's kind of just like doing a little bit of a random pattern. But it does get through, close to the wall. So if you want to use your new ability to kind of give yourself a little bit of a push to like. Uh, pull it into the wall and slam it you could just for the sake of cool yeah well so all right so if it's like kind of like if i can use the sort of centripetal force of it like turning along the walls to actually like get my feet up and then start running along the wall so i can get some leverage on it i'll like kind of try to pull onto it to get my foot down yeah and try to slam it down onto the wall so i can punch it and have it and it's just you know it's not like 
if you hit something in the air, it's going to just like move away. But if I can pin it down and punch it, it'll be more yeah. normal. So then All smash, right. smash, so smash. Y'all see. Uh, so the first part of this is y'all see Igneous, who's kind of uh, legs flailing and his. You see him kind of just like, wait a minute. And then <laughs> he kind of like swings his body and then his legs go sideways and he just starts going like along the side of the walls and starts taking over the momentum of this this drone and then kind of flips around slams down the uh drone into the ground and then leaps down uh taking his momentum and then down into a punch and give us an attack so cool you have to beat a 16 all right first attack 12 not good second attack 23 okay First one misses. The second, the first, the first fist is just more like a three-point landing. It's just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kind of like, now you're like, ah, <laughs> and you just, I'm gonna say you slam it with your head. You're just like, ah. <laughs> I need to do that. Uh, monk head, head, attack and uh, give us some damage. Nine, nine damage. Uh, it, it's kind of like it's got this big head size dent inside of it. It's like <laughs> and it's spinning around. It's not enough to take it out. I'll go flurry of blows but, uh, and it's... keep on it. Okay, go for it. Got it. Two a more attacks. 21 attempt. and a 22. Bam. Those will both hit. So, oh, that's only a six, six and an eight. So eight, 14 damage. 14. Describe your Yeah. <laughs> Just like, I'm going to try to like use the like slightly softened dented part to like punch it two more times and try to like smash through it and like pull out some wires or guts or anything or something. Okay. Yeah. You pull out a couple of like cog wheels and these little like springs and things like this. (laughs) (laughs) And there's like, there's like a spring around your wrist. It's like metal (laughs) coil. It's like uh, oily and, it's kind of dripping down like blood, but it's like oil and stuff like that. You're like, Ugh. Ugh. and then I fall on the ground. Uh, that was the last one, and and uh, you hear this voice after a minute or two. You guys compose yourselves, and you hear this voice is like, "Well, that was impressive. That was quick work. I could definitely use y'all on my workforce." Let's have a little chat, shall we? And then as you kind of contain yourselves, the the light gets super bright like it did before and just and goes super bright and you can't see anything, can't hear anything. Um, all of a sudden, everything goes uh, dull. Deidre. Yes. You uh, open your eyes, the camera pans out, and you're in this blank room alone. Uh, you see, you see the widow Jacoby. 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 Uh, your your aunt, a um, a larger woman, older in her years, high elf, very finely dressed, and she says. My dear, you've let yourself go a little bit. Uh, darling, I'm in the prime of my life. How, how could you? It's, but it's so nice to see you. It's, it's not 
that you're not prime or, or well fit, but if the if the constituencies were to see what you've been up to, they might not let you reclaim your titles, is all I'm saying. Well, then I'll buy my own titles, or earn my own titles, by my own hand. Yes. But is that what you really want? I mean, of, of course it's what I want. It's, it's, it's what I left for. I was... You left to find your own fortune? By your own name? Yes. You, when you had a perfectly good fortune here? That had so many strings attached, darling. No, not all of us were lucky enough to marry rich and then have our spouse pass away and, and then be left to our own devices. I would have been trapped. Indeed. Well, you know, I won't be around for, for long and your parents have pretty much retired. Your brother is seemingly running things. Everyone seems so surprised by that, but I mean... We all know that you're the one with the brains, my dear. So I ask you again, what do you really want? What in this world would you like to see happen? I want to know what you truly desire. And with that, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh no. You do not have your advantage from Elbin. That's a 12. I just, FYI, I have advantage on saving throws against being charmed and magic can't put me to sleep. Just FYI. Okay. So with advantage, uh, go ahead and roll again. Wisdom saving throw. Uh, okay. <laughs> 11. Okay. All right. So first, tell me, uh, like, like you are on a zone of truth. What is it that Deidre really wants? Deidre wants uh, power, but to be recognized by her own hand, not her titles, not things that have been given to her, but by her own accomplishments. Okay. Self, self-earned worth. Yeah. And like self-governance. And she, so the widow Jacoby looks at you and says, I see. Then let's get started, shall we? And we pan out to Theo. Theo, uh, in front of you, uh, you're in a blank room, and uh, you see uh, next to you um, another orc, a older, grizzled, gray-haired, um, orc that uh, has uh, a longer tunic. Uh, he's n- no battle battle wear, battle scars, or anything, or battle armor is he's wearing. Uh, but he says, "Right, boy. What you uh, taking care of yourself then? Dead." You found what you're looking for out there yeah, in the world? Uh, I I think I have. Uh a little bit. How are you uh that's just weird. How are you here right now? It it seems 
it seems natural to you. It seems like, you know, this isn't real, but at the same time, this seems like a perfectly, you know, as, as magic happens and or like with, uh, with your druidic abilities through nature, um, and, uh, you sense like there there might be something to this like maybe you are actually talking mm. to this person um but it's not a it's not like they're next to you but it's something in your head that's that's you're having this conversation with somebody that you know and and who is this person to you um let's say that they're um like an uncle that I was uh close to who um, had encouraged Theo to um, like go out and kind of make his own uh, set out on on his own okay he says I'm gonna be up front with you (sighs) we need your help the world needs your help and we can give you assistance in your journey but you have to tell us you have to tell me what it is that you want what's holding you back holding me back um well uh you know I, I it'd be nice to have a few more coin uh be nice to maybe so just money oh, I mean just a, a, a little bit um What's holding me back? I, I mean, hey, <laughs> who's who says anything's holding me back? Oh, speak up, boy! Don't hold back on me. And he grabs you by the shoulder, as orcs tend to do. They'd be a little rougher. And this is not a—he's not a violent uncle, but he—he—he he, he has a stern way of talking to you. And he's like, "You tell me what it is that you want out of this world." And you need to make a wisdom saving throw. Sixteen. 16. Um, you can speak freely of your own accord. You can say what it is you want, or you don't have to. Well, it's just to, just to come home with my head held high. Have it done something out here. We'll see about that. Did Margie ever get married? Okay. And we pan over to... Yeah. <laughs> 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 we pan over to uh, Yenny. And... Uh, Yenny, you see, um, you see, uh, actually two figures that are in shadow and they're just silhouetted. Um, they look halfling in shape, but, uh, they, they have no face or form or, or details. It's just more of this like fuzzy kind of dark shape and and they say uh, one of them says uh, Yenny is that you? Uh, yeah I don't think there's anyone else here it's gotta be me Yenny you're so close you're almost with us dear is who are you? We're so sorry, Yenny. Come back to us. You can find us.
I don't I don't think I'm looking for you. Who are you who are you supposed to be? Yenny. And you hear the other one speak up and say, My darling, uh, we only did what we thought was best to protect you. Our baby girl. If you want us How to you- if you want us to be with you, you have to you have to say it. You have to say that's what you want, unless there's something else that you want. Are you dead? Am I dead? Is this No, no. Ghost no, you're very much alive. We can It's hard to explain, but if you want to find us, we can help you. These people can help you. If that's what you want. What do I need to do? You need to roll a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> oh. Here we go. Fifteen. Fifteen. Uh, they say... Here's what to do. Just listen closely. And you'll be with us soon, my love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we cut away to Melbourne. And Melbourne, uh, you are again also in a blank room uh, surrounded by light. Um, no shadows and it's kind of disorienting and um, behind you you uh, you sense um, uh, a, a presence and he says back straight chin up then what Who? who's there yeah. but it, of course as soon as he hears the voice he, he does exactly that Back straight chin up, and he turns around to look to see who it is. So you turn around and you see red-haired uh, human, um, your supervisor from the City Watch in Valentrail, and it's Robert. Full regalia, City Watch attire, the badge, um, uh, sword sheath that his side says, Now, Melbourne. Robert, what? It's good to see you. What ya. are you doing here? It's good to see you. <laughs> I'm not really here, you know that. But hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> Look at you, you're 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 adventuring the world. I I've, I've I'm here to seek uh sorry. I'm here to save someone who needs saving and to save many people who need saving. I I understand that, but don't you think you got to take care of yourself first? That is how I take care of myself. You have to take care of yourself in your mind and everything around you will just fall into place. I always told you to look out for number one, yourself first. And then, you know, if you don't get enough sleep, if you don't eat your fiber, you know, nothing will be right. Well, I suppose I must be in tip-top shape in order to best save the world. Exactly. Uh, listen, if if you had anything you could, ha- if you had anything you need, everything you need at your disposal, think about all the people you could help, all the people you could save, all the places, the nature of the world, you could you could bring to justice. What is it that we can help you with, Melvin? Just say the word. 
all Melvin wants is to uh, do exactly what he's been saying. <laughs> he's he's very straight. He's very transparent and honest. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Uh, go ahead and make a wisdom saving right. throw. Um, I do get my aura of protection though, still because it's right. There's nothing occluding uh, that, or should I not add it in? Uh, I'm gonna say. Uh, uh, yeah, you can add it. Okay. Uh, a lot. Uh, Twenty-five. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So what do you say to him? Uh, what Melvin will do is he's going to basically recite his oath of the ancients back at him. Uh, I don't know exactly what that would sound mm-hmm. like, but it'd be something along the lines: "I wish to kindle the light, shelter the light, preserve my own light, and be the light in this glorious world. I will." save whoever needs saving and none will stand in my way. That's Right. That sounds uh, quite noble. Thank you. I guess that's how it's going to be. It sure will. We cut, we, we cut away to Igneous. And Igneous, you see uh, a white room Um, and to the left of you, a small female figure, uh, glowing in a yellowish glow, um, mid twenties. And this is, uh, this is your, your patron, um, your, this is Sindel who you met in a human form glowing in sort of her regalia of of the fire realm and she says hey oh oh uh hi uh hey ma'am yes uh, uh you're not gonna be weird again are you just oh just, no i could be really cool i'll be this is fine this is fine i'll, I'll just it's it's okay you don't okay. need to kneel it's just it tries to like it. sort of lean casually on something <laughs> That's, there's nothing right, around it's, just, it's kind of he like salutes and state. then it's sorry and he tries to, tries to not salute and kind of waves awkwardly and i'll just yeah, i'll just stand it's here, all right. hands to the side there we go hey mm. igneous i just want to say you've done a really oh, good job you. um and uh you're doing a great work you're everybody here um we think you could do a lot more for the world and um what is it that you want uh i doubt you can tell me anything. Maybe I can help okay. you. I mean, I don't know. Go ahead and make a wisdom saving throw. So my potentially relevant uh, ability wouldn't help with a wisdom saving throw, but on an action with stillness of mind, on like a future action, I could end a charmed or frightened effect. Wisdom saving throw, 10. Uh, Ten. Okay. Wait, so you do you tell her exactly what it is that you want in the world more than anything? Uh, well, I think I guess to find a a place, find a community where I'm loved, where I fit in. Of course, everybody wants that, and eventually. I think you can have that. It's hard not being wanted. It's hard when you lose your community. I'm sorry I wasn't a better leader and everything got scattered. 
but maybe you can find that here on this realm. You, you think so? Yeah, I do. And I think the, a good place to start would be here, where you are now, in Kesarim. All right. Okay. All right. Do the good work. And he's like, starts to go in for a hug, and then he like, uh, and then he just stands and up with his arms that, up. <laughs> yeah. As you do that, you go in for a hug, and she's like, uh, uh, and then right. and then it kind of flashes oh. white, and uh, and then uh, all of you come out of your uh, sort of state of of dream state, and. On one side of this room, there's kind of a um, uh, it's it's a stone wall, a stone floor with um, uh, with the walls on the side, and there's a couple of sconces on on the left. Um, there are steps going up in front of you uh, to a central platform, um, and there are. Uh, some trees growing up the side, several columns and uh, some sort of uh, uh, diagonal um, statues that are kind of like coming up to the side. They're sort of leaping to the side. And then there's a slope that goes down behind this platform and behind it, all you see is fire. And it's just, and, and on the central platform is a, a bench and um, it's a it's a slate alabaster white bench, and behind it, um, or uh, sorry, on the bench sits this small bald, uh, cut <laughs> halfling, uh, who you identify from the video as Sozeb, and he kind of sits there. He's he's sort of lying down uh, with with one elbow on the side, and he's like, "Well, hi." Y'all had a nice conversation, I, I'm guessing. And three of you, Deidre, Igneous, and Yenny, are on one side. And Theo, Melbin, and Flint are on the other side. You're separated by about 15 feet. And he said, y'all all had a nice conversation. Oh yes, very nice. Uh, it's very, very motivational. Um, right on board, sir. Good. I'm glad to hear that. And uh, y'all are as well. I, I take it. And he kind of motions to Deidre and and uh, Yenny. And you fully agree that working with this gentleman is the right thing to do. Yes, and it, can I just say that it is a privilege and an honor to finally actually meet you. Well, uh, pleasure's all mine. I, I am a huge fan of the Knights of the Realm, as Pluon has told me all about your organization. Isn't that right, Pluon? And from the back of the room, you see Pluon. It's like, uh, I, you know, I try not to volunteer too much information, but... uh. You're very convincing, boss. <laughs> See, the thing is, not all of y'all were on board with this conversation that just happened. So, uh, the three of y'all 
and he kind of motions to Theo and Melbourne and Flint. He said, y'all are a little stronger in mind than I thought. Y'all sure you don't want anything I can offer? I can get you anything. Last chance. You can let the good people of this village and my friends go is what you can do. Yeah. See, I'm I'm uh, expanding is the thing. I, I've, I've staked a good claim with the business here. And my little Modrons are, are flying all over the place. My little drones, they're taking these healing potions. And I am making a insane profit is what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm getting like way above the baseline. <laughs> okay. Like y'all don't even understand. I, I don't know if you understand about interest, but like I have cut out and, and I've already got two other factories that are being built right now in other places. And I, I need people like y'all, like good people, good, hardworking people that can do my work. So Zeb, what you need not on- is to be stopped. <laughs> well, what you need is good kicking the tush. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. So if you're not going to be on board, if you're not going to be on board, my friend, then I'm afraid that, uh, well, I'm afraid you're going to have to be the one that uh, is uh, going to be exiting the building one way or another. Uh, and he kind of looks at Igneous and Yanni and Deidre and he says, if you would be so kind. And that's where we're going to stop. Dun, dun, dun. 